0: Own your body. Yeah. Right. And and really relish that orgasms. Like, uh, wouldn't it be great to have that as a prescription, Dina? Like, an orgasm a day, please. Yes. <laughs> and I think I an think orgasm that would... a day
1: and exercise daily. Yeah. Those two things would make people <laughs> so much happier and healthier and connected. Thing, though, right? And, and, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> this, it's a similar thing. It's <laughs> true. Okay. Yes.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kaifitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to
1: bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us.
2: Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We're so excited. We have family therapist, famous CFRB radio celebrity, Rhonda Katz. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Let's talk about everything sex. Rhonda, let's go. Well, thank you for having me here. Welcome. Welcome. This Welcome is doctor, Dr. Doctor Rhonda Katz. <laughs> and uh, today's episode, we're talking about all things. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's that used to, me to be what I had. I used me. to
0: have the 11 <laughs> o'clock sex talk uh-huh. on Energy 108, and that was the intro.
2: Let's nice. Talk about In fact, all the very, very appropriate. Yes,
1: yes, That was like the anthem sex of nev- my
2: totally I was like, yeah. sex never gets 90s. old. Early 90s? Sex never gets old. Everyone loves yes. sex. Yes. So we want to run it here today because um, she is maybe the the big, like maybe the most uh, uh, well versed expert in everything sex. So totally. <laughs> and open
1: to saying anything, uh, talking yeah. about anything, and that's what we want to do. We want yeah. to talk about sex. Well, you know, I think
0: sex is is so wonderful, isn't it amazing? Uh, and Alana and I were talking how to have sex with your best friend. Hopefully, mm. that's your husband.
1: That could be or your partner, yeah. that's the best and it's free. Except I think except one, one of my big beefs is that I think a lot of people are not. So in How experience, sad. How
0: sad it, yes. And so where is their sensuality? Where is their sexuality? Hmm. And if you're in a partnership, um, you know, it's intellectual, it's emotional, it's spiritual, but it's also sexual.
1: Totally. And it's a connection, right? It's such a, I think that's the the best way to connect with your partner more than just going out for dinner or going to a movie or holding hands. It's this real intimate connection. But I do find very frequently, and I mentioned it the last episode, I touched on it, that um, my experience is that both my friends and my patients are not having sex other than to conceive. Like they might do it once in a while or Typically, my friends. A when lot of were my friends, they hot and
0: horny then? Was, I, is,
1: maybe it, right at the beginning, and then I feel like many people have children, and then they kind of forget that sexual part of them, or they that. put everything into their kids. They sleep with their kids. They oh. they dote on their kids. They're they're with their kids up all night long, and they forget, or they don't have time for, or whatever it is, they just get too it's busy. Too tired. You got to too be tired. a team. You got to be totally. I know
0: sleep deprivation yeah. is the worst, the and worst. that's that's part of being. Um, parents of young children. Yes. And they're very needy, and they're very self-centered, and they're children. And they don't understand. And They don't understand, nor should yeah. they. Right. What they need to understand, however, is that their parents, mom and dad, mom and mom, dad and dad, who knows, have to have special time alone. And if you don't seize that, the whole team breaks apart. Yes. And so happy parents have happy children and people that aren't getting a little nooky regularly <laughs> are unhappy people. yes yeah. it is you know you, I, mean, you, uh, I get so frustrated but people forget they also um, sort of in their exhaustion they deny themselves mm. or they're angry and they're, so there's loads of under uh, undercurrents but let's just say that people really have to make it a priority for their own personal health. And the health of the relationship, and by not doing it, they forget that it feels good.
1: Yeah, and, and emotionally too—not just the physical. Like yeah. I think a lot. I mean, that's another part of the conversation, but I think a lot of women don't get from sex what they could or what their partners do. Um, you know, so guys, guys come—they do. They have they have their their climax to it, and a lot of women don't. And, or, and I think as they get further along. Um, or even really from the beginning, they accept less and less from it. They just want it to be over and done, whatever. So women don't necessarily feel as good about the experience. So, because they're pulling back. They're pulling back and right. not Or really... they don't have time, or they don't have energy, or they, they're, fat- they're fatigued. They just want it to be over with. There's Essa chomping at the boob again. Sorry, guys. Um,
0: <laughs> no, but, but what you're <laughs> saying is very true, but, mm-hmm.
1: but it does the relationship such a disservice. Yeah. You know,
0: people say, well, uh, how can I plan for sex? You know, that takes the spontaneity out of it. And I go, oh. Fuck off! Like I mean, really. If you're going to go to a good restaurant, you make a reservation. Fair. If you're going to see a sunrise mm-hmm. when you're on vacation, you you're accept okay. it. Come on, yeah. yeah. But so you really do have to make time for yourself and for your partnership, and really friction and love and intimacy. And you know, you know, we we have a great understanding of
2: um, sexual arousal and sexual excitement. But people have to make the time. So let's step back for a sec, Rhonda. Tell us about yourself, your background, 37 years as a... Uh,
0: Well, so I've been a family therapist. Um, I saw individuals, couples, and families. Uh, My specialty was in sex therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a radio show, um, Help Me Rhonda on Mix 99 CFRB, the 11 o'clock sex talk. So sex... Is great. You know, people used to have a hard time talking about sex. Yep. And yet, look at all the radio and publications. There's a lot of energy devoted to sexuality. Right. Uh, and we do ourselves a disservice by not participating. And if a couple was into each other in a, an erotic way, yes, exhaustion, uh, mortgage, uh, work issues take away our energy. But if that dyad is strong, and if you make time for one another, and that that sex is just not intercourse, it's that hug, it's that wink across the room, and you have to make time and
2: prioritize that kind of time. Because if you don't have that, it all falls apart. So, Rhonda, when you're practicing... What are the things that you see? Like, what are the challenges the couples face? I'm telling you, as my daughter is sucking at my tit right now, uh, well, like, there's a one, physicality of like, Your my husband vagina ain't
0: getting any of you right now. Right. Like, yeah. my
2: vagina is not 100% Back. better, and my tits are being occupied by somebody else. So, yeah. that's the reality of sort of the new stage. Let's call it the first hundred days. But in your practice of every vintage of relationship, what are you would say are like the top issues that you've seen?
0: I would think um, different sexual desire. Oh, just one that, that there's a mismatch and that changes over the journey of a relationship. Interesting. But if one partner has a higher sexual desire than the other, yeah. how do they, no pun intended, come together? <laughs> you, know, you you need to have um the person with low sexual desire uh really figure out how to get more out of sex. Yeah,
2: nookie nookie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I love nookie. And, yeah. and how the, to wa- enjoy it. And enjoy it. And prioritize it. Yes. Yeah. And often it is odd that the person with higher sexual desire often doesn't ask.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: do like read my mind right. or I kind of like rubbed your back and that was supposed to tell you. So it brings up a very important point right. of how yeah. do couples tell each other they're ready for sex.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, it also leads up way before, right? Like, you know, all those things that my husband will do that help me in my day, you know, or just like sending me a text saying like, I love you, or, you know, taking my kids to school one morning or whatever it is that that makes him show that he's into me and, and, cares. Of, and cares about me and cares about my kids and cares about my family. That is foreplay. You know, guys yeah. taking out the trash or your partner emptying um, the dishwasher or whatever it is, that stuff is often foreplay for women and they did want like I think a lot of women just want a little bit more help, and that, that is, is like the turn on. You know, it's like yeah. you're providing for me. You're have you helping the, me. The, or, do you, know, have <laughs> you
2: heard of the 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 languages of love? Hmm, this yeah. concept of gifting and sexuality. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well,
0: the language of love is you know show action, and it, and it really is. Um, I used to have clients do the eight second kiss in the morning. What's that? Mm. was that? So the so I when mean, it pe- sounds quite. Self-explanatory. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll be Real, so there's <laughs> two things. So if you really give somebody a kiss, not a peck, a kiss for a second, for and you count those seconds of eight seconds, like you're into it by that time. Mm-hmm. And also, there's another um, sex therapy kind of um, methodology. It's called hugging. Until relaxed. Hmm. Oh, cute. I like that. So, and and we can do another talk about working with defiant children because it also works with that. Hmm. But hmm. you really hug somebody and just stay with that hug until you feel that person relax. Right.
1: I bet part of that is like oxytocin too. Like the same thing is happening with Essa right now. You mm-hmm. know, she's getting that like love, delicious, huggy kind of hormone from you while she's feeding and you as well, which is why mm-hmm. I think uh, some women um, spend so much time hugging and breastfeeding and whatever with their oh, children because it it's... gives them that delicious hormone release mm-hmm. that we're not necessarily getting from our partners, especially in these early days when you're not really so into it or you're tired or your you're tired. vaginas are not but, quite but right But speaking yeah, of that, uh, yeah. you know,
0: when... Um, you know, you've just had a baby, and like you're all about the baby, the baby, the baby. Um, partners can often feel left out. Yeah, yeah. And in you have to make a conscious thought to be giving and to be sexually giving. Yeah. And so one doesn't have to have intercourse. Mm. Um, you know, one can learn uh, once again uh, the dynamic appeal of of hand jobs and lubricants. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's an old joke. That says, uh, "Blowjobs are like room service. Even bad, they're good."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so think about that. Yes. Really, you have. What I mean, we're talking about like my friends, like not having sex with their partners anymore. People can't understand at all the ho- the whole oral sex thing. Guys on girls or girls like it just like it seems like a waste. Like other like have sex and be done with it. and Both people come can, can I, and they're done. Can I tell you something that's interesting about that, Gina? Yeah. When I was pregnant, I yeah. probably had the best sex I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Especially with
2: Asa. Uh-huh. First of all, my husband and I get our jollies off a little bit too much. Um, what, too what, much. Too much. Yeah. What does that mean? Exactly? I mean, like. Like I would say, like and once you start having sex, I think it's hard to stop. Yeah. So it's like that's not if a If you go on vacation, thing, you know yeah, it's, great. it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so every every day yeah. of the weekend if we're all like out of town. So what it was interesting, what I found actually around it, is like when I was pregnant, is like there was no sex, like, I didn't, there was no pressure to conceive. And there was no pressure for... Con- for yeah, to get pregnant. To get pregnant. So yeah. it was, like, really great sex yeah. in those early days, you know. Right. I really loved it until I was too much too of a hippopotamus mm-hmm. to, to do it anymore. But, yeah, I loved it. I love sex And then pregnant. there were other <laughs> yeah. women
0: who have not been sexually comfortable. Right. And after childbirth... They just relax that pelvis. Oh wow. And they're more relaxed with their body because they've been splayed open yeah. in front of people coming in and yeah, out of the room. Seen it all. Yeah, the dignity out, no, goes out there. Yeah, room. exactly. And so own your body. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and really relish that orgasms like uh, wouldn't it be great to have that as a prescription, Dina? Like an orgasm a day, please. Yes, <laughs> and I think I an think orgasm that would... a day
1: and exercise daily. Yeah. Those two things would make people so much happier and healthier, and connected. Thing, though, right? and, and, <laughs> and it's this, it's a similar thing. It's true. Or, yes, you know
0: you could do it yourself. I mean, yeah. Uh, Let's talk uh, about uh, masturbation. Uh, yeah, you know, masturbation. Um, is making love with the one I know best, mm-hmm.
2: right, ah, Rhonda? These yeah. jokes are killing me. I, I love, love that. That I was a little <laughs>
0: snare drum. The grandma but, jokes, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's awesome.
2: But it, yeah. it is so
0: important to stay finely tuned. Yeah. I also think we'll talk about masturbation. But back to the couples. Yeah. A big, great hint is have sex before all the time before you go to a party. Hmm. And that's really important psychologically because you've just done each other. Right. right? You go to a party, and you're both kind of smirky, like, "Hmm, probably nobody else here has had what I had. So And you're relaxed. And you get the BS about sometimes feeling uncomfortable, insecure, when your partner is speaking to another
2: person. Hmm. But
0: if you've had intimacy before you go to a party, and... You know, my husband's not listening to this, but I tell you, this is a great trick. Right. Uh-huh. I feel
1: like, I feel like we do that, actually. Very Yeah. yeah. And intuitively. Like, intuitively yeah. I think we it. do that. What, you know what a big time bounce. for us is, is? Yeah, for, for us, we, like, historically, like, in, like, on a Saturday or Sunday morning, if our kids are sleeping in, that's, like, our time. Like, it's the best wake up, the kids oh. are sleeping, no one's the wiser, we I wake up, and it just, like, morning, it then. just gives you, like, a pep in your step you just like you and then you're happy like the whole well, you're day you're both happy are totally you're like having breakfast you're like oh no big deal i've got four kids whatever it's all good it's all <laughs> manageable it's all manage it? manageable whatever No um, wonder like to yes. and then the I've other been thing been is i love um shower sex it's like my new favorite Ooh. thing oh hello i just um, built a shower with a with a little we just we did. did we just we did and like it's a rain shower on top and you could turn it on turn it off whatever but I love it because it, there's like the cleanup is just easy and um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like you're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting clean and you're, you're having talking sex to a, and a it's woman great. who's always had a bidet. Right. Yeah.
2: Is that why my parents have a bidet in every Probably. house they've ever
1: had? Probably. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that and is totally you know the best why. use of the bidet. Absolutely cleanup.
2: Yeah. Hilarious.
0: Look, I grew up in a house I did not know until i was about 12 that my parents had sex more than three times Mm. because they have three children yeah and then i realized and they were quite you know frisky little rabbits (laughs) and for always the vaseline was next to my father's bed you know in his (laughs) drawer and it never occurred to me totally until i was 25 what that all meant right you know
1: so vaseline eh
0: it's an old, it's an old yeah. lube job. I guess. You know, yeah. what was before all this? New I think like there's of a lot of other options guy.
1: besides Vaseline. Yeah, did you? Did, you did
2: your parents have like lube and stuff hanging around the house?
1: I remember when I was a little kid. I hope my parents are not listening to this. They're totally going to totally listen. listen to this. <laughs> I remember being a little kid. I was probably like seven or eight, and going into my my parents' side drawers. My mom on her side would keep like our old report cards and like <laughs> birthday cards to her, and like anniversary <laughs> cards, and all this stuff. Kids and my teeth. dad's side, like kids' teeth, yeah, yeah. like the the kid, you know, mommy, yeah. mommy stuff. And my dad and I don't have an where I went to my dad's side, but whatever. I was a curious kind of kid, and he had um, playboys mm-hmm. and he had condoms. And then, uh, and I remember thinking like, "This is what is it?" And then, like as I got older, I was like, "Oh, that's great." And then I remember being like maybe twelve or so, and me being someone who's non no nonsense, talks about everything, has you know very transparent. I remember asking my mom like, "Do you guys still have sex?" And my mom was like, How do you think we stayed together and so happy? Yeah. Love And that what response was so and I remember like the way she said it, the look on her face, everything. And they're still together. And, you know, they got married in nineteen seventy and they're still happily married. They have their own four kids of their own and grandkids. And it's it's amazing. Like I remember growing up, I remember so well catching them like getting glimpses of each other or you know, like like just sharing a kiss or sharing an embrace. What
0: wonderful model? Like to-
1: totally. And not like a sexual thing, but just like true love. Right. Affection. Yeah. intimacy and like true like adoration for each other right as as partners and and as lovers right and now um andrew and i will kiss in front of the kids all the time we'll we'll hug each other the kids are like, ooh, you're kissing ooh. and i'm like i want you guys to remember that i want to remember that we yeah. totally love each other and i'm very comfortable kissing in front of him and uh i know if he grabs my butt or whatever i think the kids think it's cute and funny and like i want them to see that because because that is who we are and i want to be you know, in love with him and a sexual being and um yeah, yeah it makes me comfortable that they say yeah. that.
0: And yeah. Alana asked about, you know, sex therapy. There mm. there has been of course generations of people who are or who are uncomfortable with their sexuality. Yes. And so it really behooves them there's no reason to be pre orgasmic. They used to call it um, it used to have another term, but it's pre orgasmic. Anybody can have an orgasm. You just have to practice. Yeah. And for some people um, their sexuality needs some information. So there's lots of bibliotherapy. You can read about it. You can listen to podcasts like this. Uh, it is such an essential part of one's mental and physical health hmm. being sexually active, yeah, and and it is a Um, continuum. Some people are less sexually active than others, and thus maybe find a partner that matches that. But when you ask the biggest problem, it is that mismatch. And people assume that you know when I'm ready for sex. So how do you send out that message? Do you put on a certain underwear? Do you put on a certain perfume or cologne? Is the music on? Do you light a candle? You have to tell each other, what are your cues that let me know that you would like to have sex. And if I don't want it, not to feel personally rejected, but maybe make a date in that say no, not right now. Right. Let's,
1: let's. And then once you start doing it, then you want it more. You feel the connection more. You feel like your partner's more do dedicated or whatever it is. But physical activity,
0: yes. like athletic activity, yeah. you get better. Yeah. And it becomes a regular part
1: yeah, really nice. of your week. Yeah, you make it routine, part yeah. of your routine, right? Yeah. Yeah, do you Essa, have? Do you Essa. remember growing up in your parents? Because your parents are still happy. Oh, to my too, parents, right? boink all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're like rabbits.
2: Right. My dad's turning seventy-five next week. I mean, my parents had playboys all over the house, mm-hmm. and like my mom gets her jollies off on anybody. Like mm-hmm. she'll be like walking with like one of my friends' husbands, and they have like a buff arm, and I can see she's feeling up any stranger yeah. right. who will give her the opportunity <laughs> to like get her jollies. You know, so and I'm a, and I and I come from the same place. Like I, I love making it with my husband in front of my son and stuff like that essa is not participating in this podcast mm. by the way guys sorry Essa. what do you want to say <laughs> yeah that's what i thought um that's how you that's but, how you but got here yeah parental modeling is yeah essential. very very important and i find what's interesting for for women of of our who are probably going to be our listeners okay Essa, can mommy talk is that okay this isn't the essa podcast i'm sorry okay ready can we try I'm going to put you on my boob again. What I what I find is interesting is women. I find my husband loves me 20 pounds up, 20 pounds down, mm-hmm. you know, 20 pounds round. It doesn't matter. For a lot of women, that seems to be uh, a, gri- a gripe they have for the first year postpartum is like their bodies aren't, they, well, they feel like their bodies are not ready for they sex. They need to be like
1: tight and perfect. Or whatever and, it is. Yeah. It's a
2: body image issue. What do you think, Ron, about that? Yeah. Oh, I think it's a very common issue because, right. you know,
0: the miracle of housing. A newborn, and then you have one. That's great, but then your body's different. Right. Right. Your hair is different. Mm. Things are different. Yeah. And you gotta relax.
1: And your hormones are different. different. Like you may not have the same kind kind of
0: like. And you got nine months. Give yourself nine months. Like Mm. chill or more. Exactly. Or maybe your
1: body will never be the same, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Like you stretched out and you made a being that
1: presumably your partner also adores. And there is
0: a danger, and don't you find? Um, and I'm aware of it, and when we were with Maternal Goddess, Mm -hmm. about women who have just had a baby and they start jogging Mm -hmm. and their ligaments are loose. Mm -hmm. And their Uh, pelvic floor falls
2: out. Their pelvic floor.
0: So you got to be, "Mm -hmm." you got to think about it. But, you know, body image um, is so wrapped up with our permission to, to enjoy, to be alive, all that. And so if you're not comfortable with yourself, It really slows you down.
1: Right. Or whatever, fake it till you make it. Like, (laughs) pretend you don't care, turn off the lights. Wear a tanked off whatever. What makes you comfortable? Whatever makes you comfortable, right? Whatever that, that is for you in the moment. Or like have a glass of wine or smoke some pot or do something that makes you feel comfy again. I'd smoke some wine and have some pot. <laughs> smoke some wine. <laughs> um, what did I say? Smoke some Smoke yes. some wine? Yes. You did. I'm such a yeah, pothead. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um yeah, and do whatever it is that feels comfortable. But you're right, I think it's routinizing it, right? Like once you get into like a regular cycle again, it's easier just to fall back into that, yeah. that happy place. And then you'll want to connect again because you'll feel better about it. Rhonda, what is yeah. your opinion? Like seriously, I love sex in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm. like if my husband turned to me every morning it was like 6.30 let's boink right at, that, that. that's my ideal time is that like a common thing where women are just like they want to have sex earlier in the day versus well that's just my reality well, that's mm-hmm. your reality but, but yeah. you,
0: again yeah. exhaustion makes it difficult to complete a full sexual arousal peaking orgasm cycle right and so there are times that you just might want to say do me right yeah. and that's okay right and it really is a turn-on when you can give the gift of pleasure to your partner yes. with knowing that you'll get it now or maybe later. It doesn't matter. Right. It's not always a rush. Um, but what is the most difficult part of young parenting is there's so much else going on in your life. Yeah. And then when you add um, different kind of stresses with exhaustion, sexuality and your... Uh, Orgasm seems to to be frivolous that it's it's not on the scale, and, but and yet we've just really
2: established that it's so much part of having a good day. Yeah, honestly, Rhonda, my for moms too. That's my slogan is literally giving moms a good day. So mm. it's so interesting you say that. See, when I think back to my husband and I, we were like really pervert rabbits when we first met like blowjobs in the back of the car you know having sex anywhere we could the floor like it was crazy and I found like in the early days of parenting which obviously I'm still in um, I that sort of level of heat obviously is not sustainable maybe I'm wrong
1: no, not what, not I so maybe, might, no, no, I think it might through flows, periods, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I not we have to do like the six months of craziness, and then we're yeah. like six months of normality. Yeah. And then six months, or, you know, Andrew would like it to be 100%, of that <laughs> is our normality. But- well, that's,
2: I think, is interesting, because I find like for, maybe for women, in our audience who are probably young, often first-time moms, or those sorts of things, as they're coming off of their husbands being basically the recipient of all of the sexual attention and attention, period. And then sort of the shift is now... My
0: body belongs to someone else, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. They are
2: no longer the recipients of just the not only emotional connection and physical connection. They become sort of second class citizens within their own family dynamic. What do you think, Rhonda? Well, it can happen, and you have to talk about it
0: because you have to say, "Whoa!" Um, And it even happened to me, like when we first had our first child, and my husband come home from work, and I'd be like, "Hello," and right to the baby because the baby, the baby and you can lose the couple right and you have to be a really mindful person to say hey we enjoyed making this baby. Yes. Yeah, let's enjoy. Yeah. how we made the baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think breasts are a big thing too. So you know, I'm I'm still breastfeeding my 15 month old. Um, I'm not really a breast person anyway. Ironically, because they should be like a huge part of my sexuality, being that they're big, but doesn't do it for me per se. But I think a lot of women feel a bit uncomfortable when their babies are breastfeeding to have that as part of like the experience, and they might be like leaking and all this kind of stuff.
0: So get a sexy bra. Yeah. And wear it to bed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: know that we are sharing these breasts right, right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Right?
1: My God. And
0: and do your breasts hurt? Um, right. And different times of the month, um, even when you're not pregnant. Yeah. yeah. You know, you sometimes your breasts are sensitive. Sometimes they're not.
1: Right. Um, but it might be a disconnect for men who sometimes that's like a big part for them of the sexual experience. But suddenly that's like sometimes like off on the table. Right. Off yeah. And you say, okay,
0: well, what? What else do you want? Right, the, you know, there's other things to offer. That's yes, yes. This We this talk about over.
2: speaking about other things to offer. Can yes. we talk about the about anal sex for a minute? Go on. I'm very anal curious sex. about anal sex. I think I'm so new I'm se- anal curious. Oh, yeah.
0: anal curious. <laughs> um, I think any new sexual yeah. activity
2: uh, needs to be tried three times. Okay, it's okay. Start from okay. The beginning. Let's go. What happens with the first one? The three times. Well, before you you engage you an in anal. This? I'm, a, you, I'm an anal virgin.
0: I
1: have too. Really? Yes. Yeah. can we and, lose and our anal virginity yeah. on well, our let podcast? Let me give you some wisdom. <laughs> okay, let me give you go. some
2: wisdom here. Ladies. <laughs> so, as
1: and what's interesting is like I'm—we're super sexual. Like, I just haven't. We had sex like, twice I, on I, Sunday. Like, I have. Okay. We're like very, I'm very sexual, jealous. but yeah. anal scared. I would say I'm not anal
2: scared. I'm just like maybe I'm anal scared. I have not had penis in my anus.
1: Yes,
0: yeah. and yeah. so but yeah, that's yeah. very yeah. important as you work towards having a an erect penis in your um, anus. Yeah. is you have to really begin to enjoy anal stimulation, right? Digitally,
1: yeah. But yeah. I don't. Oh, I do. Yeah, I don't really. Dina, oh my god, so it's so good. It's Does be, everybody? Yeah. No,
0: no, no, no. Not every. Yes, yeah. some people like their um, ear strokes. Some yeah. people don't. Yeah, fair, right? Fair. Yes, right. Yes. So, But an anal stimulation yeah. can be erotic. Hmm. Um, it's become something that people want to try or think they should be successful at. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, hmm.
2: then you're not comfortable.
0: Right. Right. So what's
2: the three stages? So the first so, stage no, is... But
0: so you really work yeah. on being comfortable with anal penetration. Yeah. Um, and then you might want to play with a dildo. Oh, interesting. As as a way to get. And also, put the dildo in your, part if you have a male partner
1: yeah.
0: hmm. um, or a female partner, yeah. put it in your partner's anus as well. Yeah. How does
2: that feel? Hmm. Right? Well, I'm very curious about this because I feel like ah! anal is like used to be a little bit taboo. And now people are talking about it more. And yeah. people, I think, are doing it more. And I think to some degree, what I hear is people really enjoy anal. So I was like... Maybe women, so, women, yeah, are really women and yeah. men, mm. yeah, yeah, and partners like men, like who are straight, mm. men feeling like okay, I'm enjoying this. Maybe feeling bad or guilty about the fact that they're they like it in their bum, but, but it, but it's, but a it's just exactly as, as if it's, right. Right. it's, it's a in some feeling. way, right. like it's homosexual uh, somewhere. Right. Which it's not. It just feels amazing, right? yeah, it's yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, it's right. And so, what you can also do for the guy is there's yeah. different kinds of anal plugs Um that you can. What put is an anal plug? Well, it's just a a usually a kind of rubbery. Uh, device that you can uh, put on your finger, sort of like a puppet. And um, you can <laughs> I wish stimulate. we had a cartoon going right I now. I wish yeah. we had a
2: video of <laughs> yes, Ron explaining yeah. <laughs> this with her
0: fingers right now.
2: Do a video this next time. Yeah. And <laughs>
0: so with lubricant, yeah. uh, you can begin, um, take some months stimulating. Um, it may feel good. It may not feel good. Uh, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, have their own uh, life before this relationship. And so you have to feel relaxed, Um, you have to feel really sensual, and you have to feel adventurous. Right. If it's not something you've done. And I mean that about try a new sexual activity three times before you decide you like it or you don't like it. And what do you think? And so, what are the parameters that I need to be comfortable with this activity? You're mentioning anal. What do I need? so that I could be relaxed about
2: this. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. think about that.
1: And try it open-mindedly. Yeah. Yeah, like anything. How about yeah. vacation
2: sex? I find like a lot of like the, the dialogue yeah.
1: about, about uh, or like the,
2: no, the thing that I hear, honestly, Rhonda, between and young moms is like, when I go on vacation is when I have sex. It's yes. like when, when all the other woes of life is behind, and then it's like that vacation is the release, typically for a woman to be able to be, 100% available for their partner. you're more relaxed, you might be
1: drinking, you're getting better sleep, you're maybe not be with your kids all these things that are more relaxing
0: so, but but that's very but honey, that's very important. Um, how can you then transfer it to your weekly life right So do I have to have the kids at my mother's? And we could just have an afternoon of uh, being hanging out, having sex or not having sex. Mm. Uh, just having time together to have that.
1: I agree. That I think time. I think making time for each other is super important. Even just going to a movie or going to a restaurant or just in some way connecting. I actually prefer the whole like face to face having a, a dinner or something than going to movies. I tell you, in our neighborhood, we take an eleven
0: o'clock walk mm. and no one is out.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I find that it's so beautiful late at night if you're kind of awake enough to take a walk. But you can't leave sleeping children alone. So what you need to do, I remember as a young parent... um, switching with different friends. Right. To have, like, Saturday afternoon. Like, who is your village?
1: Like, bring in your village, your your friend, your aunt, your mother, whatever. And I had no free
0: babysitting. We had no parents, Hmm. like, nobody. And so everything was, I had to pay someone to babysit. Also, another great technique to do is I used to pick up babysitters at Halloween, and I would, (laughs) if I saw an older sibling, taking a younger sibling out for Halloween. Very smart. And if he or she was not wearing a Freddy Krueger mask, right. I <laughs> would say, oh, do you babysit? And I would take numbers at smart. Halloween. How creepy are it- you? On the creepy meter, <laughs> be low on the creepy meter <laughs> and taking your your younger sibling. Yeah, that's it's perfect. Right. But there's a small window to get a teenage babysitter. Right. Because yeah. you you have sleeping kids, probably. Yeah. You got, And they want to make money. Yeah. And it's a way... Or I also used to... Um, Brownies, like Girl Guides brownies, are great resource. Right,
2: is there a badge for that? There's a babysitting babysitting badge. There's a babysitting badge.
0: Um, But I used to hire nine-year-old little girls to play in the house with my daughter. So smart. While Mm. I was in the house, that's Mm. so smart. So a nine-year-old is perfect. A nine-year-old wants money.
2: Yeah. A
0: nine-year-old is sweet. Yeah. And. They wanna play.
2: Yeah. And a And they and they play differently with your kid than you could ever play. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It's wonderful. And
0: it's safe because yeah. you're in the house yeah. doing whatever you need to be doing. Go have a
1: shower. Bunking yeah. your and husband. Go a- yeah, go have a shower. Yeah. yeah. Go have a shower. It's not okay. that infrequent that my eight year old will be hanging out with the like the four of them would be playing in the basement. Yeah. And we're like, we'll be back. I used to put Elias in baby
2: jail like my son. We'd right. be like, "Here Elias, here's all your books and toys. Mom and dad are going to go <laughs> boink right now." Like for that was like when we first like after we were new mm-hmm. new parents, we're like, "How wrong is this?" We're like, "It's not wrong at all." And like it was like it wasn't the best sex of my life, but right. we always got such a hoot out of it. We're like, right. "Hoo hoo." He was in baby jail. And we just boinked. We just and got lucky. And that's how
1: Essa came to be. And Essa yeah. just
2: <laughs> brought into baby jail.
0: <laughs>
1: Hilarious. Oh my god. But
0: but we really um, hurt our precious lives by not always feeling s- sensual and joyful. It's 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 really difficult. You know, we live in a very troubled world, and if we can make our team, you know, our partner and our family um, feel that kind of connection with each other,
2: that that's like the best. Right? And Rhonda, in your experience, how much of Lack of, or let's say, let's say when people let the flame sort of die, right? That's because they're lazy. Well, I mean, let's say, how much of that actually results, would you think, in the end of a marriage? That's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end is when the the marriage, the marriage ends when the flame starts to be extinguished, right? And and you have to talk about it. You
0: have to say, whoa, I'm feeling really distant from you now. Right. And when people are telling you the truth, you need to know that it's not being critical
2: of you. Right. It's their truth. What do you think, Dina? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if we... Are your we, friends starting to
2: get divorced? Are people yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say
1: like, you know, a good... You know, I think, I think you know, like people have like seven-year age, 10-year age or whatever. Yeah. I'm in a place now, like we've been married for uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of our friends have been married somewhere between the seven and 10 years. And I think even way before that, they stopped having sex right. and the husband is usually the husband that stops pursuing the woman eventually because he's he doesn't like being shot down and then he's finding it well, somewhere and else the yeah. script. And, and right yeah so I don't know if they're finding it somewhere else right. but I mean statistics say that like they I think are. like most people cheat right, they or, else right they to, get,
0: or else they get sad yes, and they start smoking dope more or right. drinking more or gambling or yeah, whatever it is or so just leaving, leaving because they're leaving feeling frequently. sad yes. right. and not
1: seen yes but you know what some friends it. some friends of mine that are no longer having sex with their partners or not interested in or just do it once in a while because they feel bad some of them actually have expressed that they're, like, okay with their husband's cheating. Like, if, if he's still coming home and still being, like, a good family guy and still helping with the kids, they're okay if if they're getting it elsewhere. Oh, my God. I'd be so uh, not okay with that. Yeah. I would be so not okay. I would okay. be yeah. so sad. I would like. I think if Andrew was cheating on me, I'd be so sad that, like, he couldn't talk to me about it. We couldn't work on it together. We couldn't figure out how to make it all yes. okay. You know what I mean? That's very um, upsetting. I yeah. But what, what,
0: if people are feeling continuously rejected yes Yes. and
1: disconnected i think it's more than just the sex Mm -hmm. i think it's much more than just like the climax it's the the connection the intimacy the feeling loved like i think yeah i mean this i think the stats on like the cheating is it's not usually something cheating with someone better or sexier or younger it's someone that's giving them more attention it's like a lot of emotional emotional. exactly exactly. it's the emotional stuff versus just the sex i see
0: you and I'm listening to you. Yes. And I hear you. So and they,
1: I love you enough to share my body with you for however long this is going know, to You know, as be. I said, you know, yeah.
2: have sex with your best friend. Yeah. That's the best. Yes. So, Rhonda, here's what I'm wondering is that I really believe, Dina and I have spoken about this. I think every generation of motherhood sort of sets the tone for the next generation of motherhood um, in terms of what they learn, what they hand down. So, l'ador vador, this idea
1: of like. Rhonda is not convinced by this. She's crossing her no, arms. No, no, I'm crossing my <laughs> <by your laughs> arms no. because you
2: know what's happening yeah. is kids are over
0: over-teeted, they're over-babyseted. Mm. Well,
1: we're,
2: my question for you is this.
1: Let's come back we, to
2: that. If we want to actually set a new tone for the for the next generation of motherhood about how to maybe have better sex and how to maybe, I don't know if it even matters if we're saving marriages at this point, mm. you know, through through the sexual conversation, my question for you is, what's the message we, we need to give to, to moms when it comes to this stuff? Because... Um, you deserve to have a full life. And that means to be... Um,
0: to feel vivacious and vibrant and, and whole. And I'm sorry to hark back to, you know, sex, 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 but I truly <laughs> feel you deeply yeah. that it is such an important part. If I told you that it would make you look younger,
2: hmm. that it would
0: make your hair shine more and your eyes bright, it does. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned oxytocin. Like, I want my brain to feel those highs. Right. I mean, what a... You know, human beings can have sex almost at any time and be orgasmic if they wish at any time. Right. Nobody, no other species on Earth is like that. And when I... And I teased before that it's free. Like, wow, it blows my mind. And that... I remember, um, you know, when little kids masturbate, and uh, yes, you, you have that. to, you know, you say, you know, honey, that I know that feels good, but you know, it's when you touch your private parts, it needs to be private. Okay, but it feels so good, and that's what a four-year-old would say to you, right. like right. they know mm. that it feels so good, yeah, and they're going to learn to be private about it because nobody wants a kid, you know, you know, jacking off in front of them right. because <laughs> Sorry, it is important. Um, <laughs> To give yourself and teach your children about their bodies. <laughs> right. And that uh, their, the parts of their bodies that are covered in a bathing suit are private and need to be um, shared when you feel comfortable. Right. So Let's sharing. talk about my, that.
1: My 15 month old is, uh, I wouldn't say obsessed with his penis, he's not, but he gets very excited when I take his diaper off now. And he grabs it and he goes, penis. Mm-hmm. And it and feels it's so he- cute. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to like video it. But you know, but I'm not, (laughs) and I want to like share with everyone because it's so cute. But he like has this little face, this like smile of like I found something so cool, amazing, and uh, and and you can write your name in the snow, yeah. And it feels. But he's 15 months old. Like he's not like my eight year old. Like he's 15 months. He's so cute when he finds it. Mm -hmm. He'll be like in the worst mood ever. I'll put him in a change. He's freaking out because you know babies haping on their backs, whatever. Take his diaper off, and he goes ah. <laughs> and it's so cute. Um, great but yeah, man I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm that all. People ask me this a lot. Actually, like, what do I do? You know, my my little girl's rubbing against the sofa cushion, or my or little boy is like, is touching himself, or whatever. What animal. do I do? How do I get him to stop? I keep flicking his hand away, and I'm like, Why no. would you do that? This feels good. Good for them. Teach them clean hands by themselves. There's a good place, right. you know, on their own time. But it feels good. Why would you want to teach them that? It doesn't feel good. This is a great thing that that's they were gifted,
0: you. and that's what you know. Don't do that. Yes, I mean we, it the wasn't guilt so long the Like the yeah. guilt about that, right. tying kids' hands, putting right. them in mittens. Yes, all that crazy. And what does
1: that tell you as like a kid, but then moving into like an adolescent and an adult mm-hmm. about masturbation? You know, coming back right. to that. Um, I think that's a good way to get women interested in sex again. So if they haven't masturbated, if they haven't kind of connected that's with themselves either. That's part of the sex either. therapy. That's part yeah, of sex therapy. I think
0: that, so. That you know you do the sensate focus, which mm-hmm. means you touch each other slowly, like. Like um tantric sex so that you really get understanding of what turns you on and right. what part of your body is erotic at this time. Yeah. Because you're gonna change as you age. And you might get hornier at different times in your life. As you said, hormones change all that too. Right. And also, you know, our tech guy knows that when you're stressed, you don't have sex. Mm. So, you got to watch your stress, you got to watch your health, your diet, your exercise, and you have to make sure that not only are you a priority in your own life, but your partner is a priority. And it is true that when we have young children, there's so much energy towards the kids that we go, oh, well, we'll be okay. We can put ourselves on a diet of intimacy. And that's not okay.
1: And one day we'll reconnect when they're older, when there's less work to do with them, when there's How less sad. sleeping, yeah. when they're sleeping through the night, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Rhonda, what do you think about- And sleeping, and you have to keep your bed, your own bed. Yes. I, I personally not I'm also a big fan that.
1: of no screens. I don't know if you have a screen in your room, but no. we don't have any screens in our room. Yeah, they we don't. say romance yeah, dies I, with the screen in like your room. Like watching TV yeah. until you fall asleep, whatever. No, if you're going to go in your room, have sex, or- or go to bed, or both. Yeah. But right. but I, I'm really, I really think screens need to be removed from the from the bedroom. That's like very the true. big TV. But then you know, also get rid of your phones, and your iPads, or whatever. Like,
0: oh yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to be on them right before. It's not good for your. It's terrible for your sleep too. Oh, yeah. I'm, on, to I'm on my yeah.
2: iPhone apparently seven hours a day. That's what I right. just discovered. Oh, they, they, That's yeah, terrible. They, you can now they tell you your oh, iPhone yeah. will They're tell like, you you have been on the phone seven yes. hours a day, ten percent more than last week. So my question for you is this: If women don't talk about masturbation. It's not like as widely, I think, as Well, accepted. and also, women don't teach each other how to masturbate. The way the boys Often do. Often
0: men teach each mm. other how to masturbate. Right. Right.
2: Hashtag sleepaway camp. Right. Camp <laughs> cashier. Well, then
0: I would invest in a shower massage or a bidet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also, oh, day. Um, That's a good
1: idea. Wouldn't it like spray everywhere? That's not something uh-huh. I've tried. Mm. It's kind of awkward that position though. You kind of no, like, it's not. Can trust I trust you that? It's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not. No, no. It's well, not. To, to be clear, we don't want bidet. We have a Japanese inco- toilet though. Oh, I hate the Japanese toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm you, the We're best thing after sex the best thing after sex. Like, I just feel so clean and like polished and like I go to happy. It's lovely. Is that what a douche is? What's a douche? A douche is like spraying yucky, acidic stuff like vinegar inside your vagina to clean it. But it's not really I hope not. I don't, do they even exist anymore? But yes. It's actually not clean at all because your vagina doesn't want Ugh, to be used today. They don't
0: want that perfumey stuff up them.
1: Yeah. You don't put anything in your
2: vagina like that anymore, right? No. Let's talk about other things. Like, if you want to spice up your marriage, are people swinging? Are people doing group sex? I know people that do. Because I'm very curious about this. I'm group six curious. Hmm. There we go. I think it's um a
0: little dangerous. Oh, tell me why. Um, Tell us all why.
2: Tell no, all the moms. No,
0: it's certainly, you know, once you... Start expanding, you know, open marriage. Yeah, let's talk about it. Works if you're communicating, but the emotional connection uh-huh. um, can get frayed. Hmm. So, um, you know, once you start, you don't stop. Oh, interesting! So, and I feel like
1: it must be hard. I can't imagine. I guess if you have two partners that are completely on the same page in one hundred percent ways about yeah. what that means for them, or whatever, mm-hmm. then I guess that could be okay. But how do you find that exact level? Right? And, you know, and the,
0: and the couple that wrote the book on open marriage did split. Hmm. Just, just saying, just saying. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Awesome. We, we have some
1: friends. We have some friends that have. Tried a lot of things to fix themselves and tried different ways of sex with themselves, Mm -hmm. sleeping with others, bringing people into their marriage having an open marriage all it's these kind of things you know this. Oh, and okay. yeah actually some I, I have some open relationships with some friends which is lovely um and it didn't help anything it just made some distrust and yeah and also I think like as a, I think a lot of women have a bit of doubt and I'm sure some men too but I speak to women more of course um have some doubt about themselves and are they good enough are they pretty enough are they tight enough or they is their vagina tight enough all oh these kind no, of things that right? New but thing. then if you have oh, sex with God. someone else mm-hmm. especially if you've had sex in front of them and obviously, the partner is really engaged in that, and interested, and excited, and you're watching it from a different vantage point. Yeah, like it's not them on you; it's yeah, them I on want someone else. Fucking I can't imagine. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I would feel like hurt and betrayed, even if I was okay with it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like he's really enjoying that, but I want him to really enjoy it with me. But. If I had a video camera watching how much my husband enjoys it with me, it would probably look the same. Right, but it would be a different vantage point. Me having watching him fuck someone else. Right. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Totally. So I think even if it was the same or even better with me, yeah, it would look different. Yeah, I don't want my husband fucking. Okay, it smells that's off the different. Table. I'm it, feels it feels I'm totally, different. Were you thinking about
2: that? It? No, I just I'm always I'm curious about it because yeah. I'm wondering like if let's don't say start. I'm, no I'm a young I'm, a, I'm in a young marriage like yes. I'm, I haven't been married for a decade more yeah. but if things started to go you know, sideways. What were what were some of the avenues I can explore I don't if I know, want to protect I, you know, my marriage? When things go sideways,
0: yeah. Often, when people are having trouble, it's because the individual is going through something, right? And so it affects the partnership. So, like, if one person is feeling um, really stressed by work, uh, if one person is feeling depressed, mm-hmm. so or and so financial they, you, you take it out on the one that's closest to you, right?
2: But it's not really about the relationship. It's about you. So when someone starts seeking therapy, Mm -hmm. when it gets to that point where they're at therapy, what is usually the breaking point where they're like, yes, we need to call. Help me, Rhonda. Like when when is somebody actually sitting down on your couch? What has actually happened? It's because
0: one person is just feeling so overwhelmingly sad. Got it. Um, Or if someone is feeling angry. And, you know, in gestalt therapy, we used to say that anger and sadness are one coin. Hmm. So when I would have um, someone come into my office and they're very, very sad, oh, it's sad, sad, i go, mm, and I'd listen and I'd say, and so now tell me what you're angry about.
1: Hmm.
0: And they're usually quite angry. Yeah. And when somebody's really, really angry, they're hurting. Right. And you have to, yeah, I'm like, oh, you really angry, so what are you sad about? And like, whoa, <laughs> the tears come out. Um, and, and gestalt is really like often when... You are out of sorts. You're feeling overwhelmed and stuff. What do you do to bring it back to being at peace with yourself? And if one is feeling anxious or depressed, um, it has to be addressed. And it's not about the relationship. It's about the individual. Right.
1: And it seems like such a tall order, though. Like, once you're at a point where you're angry, sad, you, like, feel like you hate each other, but yet you want to connect... That must be really difficult to like yeah. put yourself in that most vulnerable position of having sex again.
0: Yes, that's very, very true. Yeah, and yet, you know, Alan and I were saying, just you know, just get into it, get into it, and know that ma- there is a big difference between having sex and making love. Yes, yeah. you know, sure. making love is wanting to give your partner as much pleasure as you can, knowing full well that that's also what your partner wants to do is give you as much pleasure as he or she can.
2: Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And that
0: intimacy is, is what we all need. And what our children need are hugs and encouragement. Shouldn't we enjoy and love our partners uh, with that same wonderful feeling of loving our children.
1: I think it gives your kids the best love, right? To have parents that adore each other enough to like be in that position. I'm repeating, whether, I'm repeating you know, myself, the, happy parents totally, yes, have happy children. Yes, And so if- And your kids then have role models for right. a healthy relationship and what is better than that for them? Right.
0: And if your children are unhappy and, and that's really a tough one, you have to not go in and fix it you just have to be with them and be quiet and just go, tell me what's going on. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. What can I do for you today?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How can I love you today? Mm. How can I encourage you today? Right. Because I am your biggest fan. Mm. And shouldn't partners also have that? Right. Of, of feeling that I've got someone, someone's got my back at all all time. That's
2: how I feel with my mm-hmm. husband. I'm like constantly affirmation. It's and constant.
0: I need to feel yeah. confident that he will not intentionally hurt or betray me.
2: Right. Right. It's trust, right?
0: And that trust is hard for some people, especially if they've come from families where trust has been broken, mm-hmm.
1: right? So so actually that that takes us to another point for for these many families that are disrupted by one partner cheating at the other, mm-hmm. is that is it realistic to bring that back together to a place of comfort and repair. safety and repair and yeah. well, you a know, good sex life it, again?
0: It's like, um, you know, a, a a china plate can break, mm-hmm. but we can fix it. We can glue it back together and it can be strong and maybe even a little stronger with the kind of glue there is now, but it has been broken. Mm-hmm. yeah, And so there has to be a feeling of safety for the partner that feels betrayed.
2: So can I ask you a question? In that regard, wouldn't uh, one may argue that divorce is actually not necessarily the antithesis of a happy marriage. It could be that divorce is a good solution when a marriage is quite broken, right? Meaning, why should somebody stay in a marriage for, you know, um, oh, for no, eons, because never. things just to, for the sake of the marriage, right? Although so sometimes For, for people, the kids, quote right. oh, oh, terrible. Well. Yeah. But sometimes
0: people jump out of a relationship too quickly. Too quickly,
2: quickly. okay.
0: Um, but they don't know how to find, like, what do you need for it to be okay for us to be together?
2: So what are those? What do you think, Bronna? What are those, like, three quick tips? Or, I'm mean, not to put you on the spot, but if there was one thing that you would go to your legacy, what's the legacy piece of advice that you would consider to say, let's not jump out of this marriage in 18 months. Let's find a little bit of repair here, but also, you know, on the, on the other side of it, don't stay in a marriage for 25 years. It's a bad marriage. So what is up? Because
0: people are, are scared. People are lazy and they don't like change.
2: And they can't ask for help. Maybe.
0: Oh, that's a real tough one. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe their ego and their pride get in the way. Right. Instead of saying, I'm not doing this. This is not working. I'm not doing marriage or relationship good. Why am I not? Why am I not able to do good stuff in this relationship? Why do I feel um, tight every time I'm around this person? That's not good.
1: Not good. But yeah, if like your you shoulders do. are up with your partner, it's probably not a good no, sign. Good, not yeah. a good
2: sign. Yeah. So let's see it. So let's see. Do you know what are some of the tools that you use you think that are let's bring it down to the to the to the micro. Hmm. What are like three tools that you and Andrew use in your marriage to keep things we relevant fresh? Go on, dates. And fresh? Yeah, go yeah. on yeah. dates
1: without kids. Right. I think that's really key. Even if no, sex is not involved, like we're, we're not going to hotel. No, and, and you but, say yeah. that
0: and also you you have to have time together, but yes. you also need to have time without each other.
1: 100%. So right? me connecting with my girlfriends, doing this while mm-hmm. he's just hanging out upstairs. Mm-hmm. Even like, you know what's interesting is I, I work at SickKids, you know, I know, a couple times a month or whatever. Historically, I've always worked Wednesday nights at SickKids. And I actually feel like we're better connected on Thursday mornings when I was not in the house. I wasn't even doing anything fun. I was working. But Andrew had his space to himself, the entire house silent, him just watching TV, having his own time. hmm uh, I, I, there's something about that time separately that's exactly. really great, but for sure me spending time with my girlfriend by myself, and I actually find that some of our best sex is when I go with some girlfriends that complain about their marriages and how shitty their husbands are and how unhelpful or how they're not having sex, whatever, and I come home so <sighs> grateful, and so grateful I value us. him more because he is an excellent is <laughs> husband, totally, he's a great husband he's like yeah. an amazing partner to me, he's super supportive and, um, and and you know, we have a really great marriage so it's interesting, I come home and I'm like yeah, so X and X, you know, complaining about their marriage, whatever. You're so gonna lucky to baby. Exactly, dates. I think quickies. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of quickies. Yeah. Um, it may not do much kind of sexually, but it's uh it it, it makes, makes us a little, feel connected. Little, a how, little, many, like, how many yeah. rooms at Kid a Crew little have a you? Zing. Like- I don't think I've ever had sex at Kid Crew. <laughs> no, I've got some ideas. But um yeah, it's funny I never have I never even thought of it. Um but no, I think I think quickies, really. And and I think for people that feel like they're too tired, not enough time in the day, whatever, whatever, it's that little like like quick flip of intimacy that makes everyone kind of feel like, again, that like old zip in your step or whatever. Yeah. Um, what else? Those are,
2: that's good. Yeah. What about you? wonder if there was like a few quick tips you would give, I think, uh, dates, you know, I, your I, walks that well, night. Well,
0: the, the, yeah. You always have to have, you have a week ahead of you. When is your time? When is your partner's time? When is your together time? Uh, and date nights are so essential. And it might, and and you know, financially though, people have a hard time paying for babysitters. Yeah. So um, early in in our family life, we would do sleepovers and take other people's kids because if you don't have free babysitting and you maybe don't have the money to pay for it, how can we have alone time?
1: Find a friend, you know, find That's a relative. Right. Everyone has somebody in your life. Or make friends with other people that have children the same age. I think it's brilliant. And, and or take a monitor to your neighbor's house or vice versa. All right, good yeah. suggestions, right.
0: Um, but the intimacy has to stay alive. Because once that, you know, you talk, when that flame goes out, you know, that metaphor, it's very hard to relight it. Yeah. It can be done. But, you know, betrayal is very hurtful. Uh, when people are uh, mentally ill, they cannot really be sustained in a relationship, and and that's really hard. You you can't be someone's social worker, right? That's not your job. You're supposed to bring out the best each, in each other. You're supposed to feel supported and encouraged, um, and want to hang out. And and with people that are playing this this old sex game of, you know, I'm pursuing and the other one's evading you or I just do it for him. I'm saying, wait a minute, honey, where is your own sensuality? Um, are you orgasmic? Is that something you enjoy? Have you never enjoyed sex and that was your secret? Uh, it's very, very tough. But, you and know, that's we- why women
1: should find, uh, and, and men should find what makes them feel good. So, yeah. you know, get a vibrator. Do something to, to feel that and then... Hopefully, you'll want to fill that with your partner as well. Yeah.
0: And well, you know, you talked about masturbating. Masturbating each other hmm. uh, is a great, you know, there's there's a whole wonderful continuum of sexual activity. It's not just an, penis it, and vagina thrusting. Yes, Stop right? yes. boinking yeah. there, you know. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, I can see boinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> boinking. <laughs> boinking. Yeah.
1: yeah. What What are your tips?
2: Uh, well, I think they echo the sentiments that are around the table. I, mm-hmm. I just like. My husband and I have different love languages. So I tell him all the time that I think he's hot, that he's sexy. I'm always feeling him up. I'm literally groping him anywhere I can, grabbing his ass in public all the time. Yeah. And and then when we have sex, I, right now it's hard for us to actually have... Um, fit, like but actually penis and vagina sex. But I say to him, I miss sex. I want to fuck you. You're so hot to me. Those sorts of things. Wait wait, till it's all back in action. And then he says the same thing to me, right? So like, you know, my body confidence He's like, baby, you look, he look, you look so good. You know, he says that to me all the Mm -hmm. time. I'm, I never have those sorts of body, body image issues that a lot of women might have. Um, you know, but I think also he um, he knows my love language, right? He knows that I would like to be affirmed the same way, right. and he wants I want him to tell me that I'm beautiful and sexy and those sorts well, of things. Who doesn't like that? Everyone right. does that. But and, also, and you don't want to be lonely, right. In your marriage, that's it. And we and we also do need our separate time. I have my hobbies. He has his. He's extremely supportive of my entrepreneurial ventures. As Andrew that's is with Andrew. you, yes. like he is totally cool of saying, "I'm so proud of you. I love you. I can't believe you're doing this." you're an executor, you know, you pull the lever. So those sorts of things. Plus like, he knows like, I don't, I don't like jewelry gifts. So that's not my thing. I like other ways. We go for really fancy dinners. He cooks in our family. So for me, 100%, the, the love language comes from a variety of different ways. Of I think what's similar yeah. about, our, about our
1: husbands yeah. is actually they're like really provider types. Like he yes. also is the cook. He's the yes. one that takes my kids to skating. He's the one that takes out the garbage. Yeah. Um, and we both work a lot yeah. and, uh, you know, even after hours, et cetera. Right. Um, but they do a lot, yeah. Um, but they also so support our endeavors, and and there's something so sexy about that. And I think and you for-
0: chose men like that. You yes. chose men right. that were going to deliver, yeah, and and be partners. Yes. Well, isn't
2: that the most important? Honestly, I cannot sing the praise when I meet young women who are like at that crux of their life where they're sort of exploring dating and maybe you've been in a long-term relationship and like. It's no joke that who you marry really matters. Like give this a lot of thought, you know? Yes. This is a very important decision and that's 100%. why there's so much it's weighted because it matters so much. Right. That's number one. Number two, I think like my parents, as you're saying, the role model that I had that that dogma, that example of like unconditional love is something that really sung true for me and I will be with my husband now like until the grave you know what I mean? So I think also my husband is a divorced man so he came from a place where his previous marriage was not satisfactory to him so to some degree I would also give any woman who's listening to this divorced and otherwise like give divorced men a chance man like just because someone's divorced doesn't mean doesn't mean anything whatsoever in terms of the nature of their character to some degree I feel like I almost married a better man because he's been through a marriage and he's your bottom dollar. He's trying really hard to ensure that this marriage is not going to go anywhere. And he's
1: learned from it. He's learned from right. it. And I'm the other end of the spectrum. And I was Andrew's first and only of everything. Yeah. So there, there was no other partners there at all. So it totally under other end of the spectrum. I think if if you're able to find your best friend who you have a sexual connection with, that's it. Like that's and the. If you jackpot. don't have
0: a sexual connection, figure it early out early on. Yeah then maybe you cannot be together.
1: Right, yes. Or hopefully work on it and see if you can on work. on it. Yeah, that's great. Rhonda? Oh, can screwed. you come back
2: every single week and live with <laughs> Can this be the Dr. <laughs> Dina, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Giles and last yeah. Sex time, yeah. yeah sex say well, This never is gets, awesome. Sex
0: never gets old because it really, like, again, yeah. the, the miracle of the orgasmic amazement is, you know, we have to say, whoa, and why do people when at the, at the crux of their climax go oh God like what is that about so this primal yes. kind of connection yes uh, and I just think it it is a wonderful way uh, to stay whole and and excited for living
2: Rhonda, thank you so much for being with us tonight you're we welcome. loved having you on our sofa drinking a little bit with mm-hmm. you and uh, talking and, and shooting the shit you are your your uh, wisdom is is so powerful and I think we're very honored to have you absolutely be thank with us so, so thank you so much for your time julian thank you it's Dina. good having julian yes Asa, thank you everybody uh and that's it dr Rhonda. help me Rhonda. if someone wants to find you how shall they connect call you
1: call me okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll me, hook you up if you google dr Rhonda
2: Katz, you'll find her website as well so thank you so much Rhonda. you're very welcome thank you so much all right folks and that uh, concludes episode yep. one. So we'll episode one. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> moms that say talk sex. Talk about sex, baby. It's good. <laughs> you and me. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics that you
1: care about. Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at Moms TO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all
2: about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.